welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast. Now we're Cousin Sal, coming to you on a Monday morning. Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon is producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. We are coming off a hot week, fellas, Monday, last Monday. We gave out our AFC division winners because football is right around the corner. So we're like, why not? What are we holding back for? AFC division winners on Monday, Thursday, NFC division leaders. You heard us rattle off a bunch of names, or maybe you didn't. You probably didn't. You probably didn't hear it because a lot of you wrote in and talked about how unlistenable from a technical standpoint the episode was what happened spaghetti tell, tell me your side of the story what you told me off to the side that meatballs erased the memory card no are you sticking to that story no, no. i never said no, i never said it was meatballs oh. it was my fault okay. so the way it works for people who are now thursdays thursdays we seemingly record every podcast on the network <laughs> the same day um so i have to jump from extra points to then minus three to then waiver wired uh, I believe Meatballs has cover and glory. It's a very, very busy day um, against mm-hmm. all odds as well. So um, basically what I thought happened, and I still don't get where it got mixed up, but you have three SD cards, you rotate one for the camera and then uh, two basically for the, the soundboard. And I usually plugged the one in right to the other, my device to upload to the computer. And I thought I did that. I actually went into the different room to grab another mm-hmm. SD card. And um, oh. so I started to format that one. I guess uh, I might've been wrong. I might've not plugged it in yet. And I must've switched in my pocket or my hand or whatever and i formatted the one with all the ep audio you by then um all all of you guys i think but dave left because obviously we're recording minus three so we were dealing with that meatballs did his best to try to see if we could recover the files um like formatted files did not really right, work well, so yeah, yeah and then, and well, then he, well, no 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 sal this is on you you're the one who asked the question and now you're responsible <laughs> for the last 90 seconds of unlistenable content by the way, and it, uh, well, that's unlistenable too i was the sd card <laughs> in for uh spaghetti's rant no i uh martin dave have you listened to what uh, was posted I don't know if you heard it. I, I caught a bit. Too. Well, I All caught right. a bit of it because we got so many tweets. I was like, I was like what, is, now. what is this about? We're going to hear it now. Play play a little of it, uh, Spaghetti Meatballs. Let's hear what posted on Thursday. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast. We're <laughs> coming to you on a Thursday morning. Not only this, two weeks from kickoff. It's not just anything. <laughs> what would they call that, Chuck? The pen? I, I, I call it an anticlimactic statement. <laughs> That's good. Shaq, you're making a foul. I mean, it really sounded like someone covertly recorded us in a bathroom, like the three of us were in a stall. Yeah, um, can I tell you sports. something? There's, a, I, You know me. I'm always one to look for the silver lining. And I got to say, my voice, apparently underwater, a little less annoying. So uh-huh. that's maybe that's, uh, <laughs> that's something we could take away from it. Martin, um, and we've had our problem. You've produced. It's not. It's not. I and mean, look, this was a screw up. And by the way, it's my fault too. I should have listened to it. You guys are like you. You guys said, "Oh no, it sounds a lot better than it." Isn't that what you said, Spaghetti? And I should have just. I should have listened to it. And I know well, it would have been like, "Oh no, we can't post that." Right? It was either no show or we used the iPhone audio and meatballs. Like I said, he jacked up the audio to get it up up there, so we had a show. Um, yeah. Those those are the two options. Or we, you know, we we chose not to put a disclaimer that it was, which we probably right. should. So that was my fault. Code. Yeah. No, I believe that when you say it was much better, fine. But that's like, 
whatever. It's like the next day at Pearl Harbor saying, yeah, we swept up. You should have seen what this place looked like yesterday. Like, I don't know. It was bad. It was pretty bad. But anyway, I was a little annoyed, but then I turned it around and I, I became delighted because Spaghetti argued with everybody who posted on Twitter about how lousy it was uh, <laughs> an episode to listen to. Let me read just some regular ones. I couldn't listen to this at all. How do you release this? No one on the chain listened to a second. I'd love to hear what you say if you re-release, but I can't handle the conversation in a bathroom down the hall. That's actually what I... Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Um, spaghetti, you went at it with people. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Seems like it would have been an awesome episode if it was listenable. Catch you guys next week. Um Interesting choice to record in an, an empty aluminum warehouse. Hey, Eddie, I would just suggest next time you post an episode like this where you accidentally format, formatted the good audio, you record a little at the beginning saying, hey, this episode's audio sucks. And then you went at it with that guy. But all right. So maybe we spent too much time on this. <laughs> yeah, And you said, that's not my call to make. We discussed several options. That's true. It wasn't your call. I should have listened. I've taken blame for this. We will not uh, post something like that again. All right, everybody happy with that result? (laughs) Sheck, let's get to football talk for real. Real listenable football talk here. The Ravens, undefeated in preseason. They run their undefeated streak to 23 games. Where do you think this ranks amongst NFL team accomplishments? Do they do do a champagne toast when this is uh, not beaten, when other teams get to 22 games? Like, I can't believe what's going on here with this 23. Or is it completely fluky? It better be one of those $2 New Year's Eve bottles of champagne because it's pretty meaningless. Where do you put this? You put it right next to the Mardi Gras beads that you brought back from your trip to New Orleans in early spring because the beads have relevance only during Mardi Gras and no other time during the calendar year. Mm. That's the same as being undefeated in preseason football. It's getting worse and worse by the minute. The analogy is terrible. What happened, Mark? You're Mardi Gras. Let's hear some Martin Gras here. Well, I'm I'm just, I mean, I understand. Sure, they have no use in Pittsburgh, but the Mardi Gras bees in general have no use at all. But in New Orleans, you're going to find something to do with them. If nothing else, you're going to hold on to them to throw next year so you don't have to buy new ones. These things are valuable in that you don't have to pay for them again. I'm telling you. And then I got, what the hey, hell does that mean? I you got took Mardi my Gras, analogy uh, and then I got like Mardi Gras some- cups. I got Mardi Gras cups in my apartment right now, which Let's if you had him. come to my birthday party, you made a drink out of one. <laughs> Everybody got a Mardi Gras cup on your birthday? Damn, no. that and the jerseys. Forget it. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I have, but uh, no, but this, uh, the, the Ravens winning every preseason game. It feels like like the ultimate try-hard move. It's like no one else is trying to win, so it's like why would you even brag about it? It's like winning sprints, like like when no one is like it's, it's there's no it's like racing off the red light, you know, like okay, okay cool, dude, you won. Like nobody's trying to race you. Yeah, uh, but I, also why? First of all, has anyone talked to Harbaugh about this in depth? Like what? For I don't know that he should be praised. We've d- discussed this. Like if you're trying harder than everyone else, you're also taking the risk of getting your players hurt. But also, they're not scoring 40 points a game. They're winning. They're scoring 20, 23. They're not covering some of these. It's very strange. It's It really is a 23-time coin flip. If, if they were trying super hard and Lamar Jackson was playing in the fourth quarter, I can understand it. But it's so fluky. 23 in a row, check. I mean, I'm sure. Listen, many have swooned to uh, uh, about Dan Campbell's hard knock speeches and all that hardo kind of stuff. And it's, you need to understand winning and that's what we have to do. And that's, what's most important. And I'm sure that's true on some level 
for uh, for the Ravens. But to your point, I also think that to try and explain why it happens, I, you know, an uninterrupted streak is remarkable. But I guess you could say that the Ravens run a very particular kind of offense. And so even in the preseason, it presents as a curveball to conventional defenses that don't know exactly what to do about it. I don't know. Hmm. Who, but like I say, who gives a good goddamn? It, it counts for nothing unless you're betting on them, which you had, which you did all through this August. And so muzzle tough to you, Sal. Thank from you. That, I have them from that perspective, it's worthwhile. Serena's opponent today. So I got like five to one odds on that. But I'm, I'm sure Serena winning uh, straight sets after all this. What were you going to say, Martin? <laughs> the uh, 23 in a row. Yeah, they run a, a style of offense with Lamar Jackson. But... If for 23 preseason games in a row, Lamar Jackson hasn't been there for all of those. He couldn't have been, right? I'm mm-hmm. saying Huntley and McSorley before that, you know, they, they still are running that offense. They don't no, well, su- suddenly take a hard right turn when Lamar Jackson isn't in there no, in preseason yeah. games. No, but the streak would have been long enough to where Joe Flacco would have started some of these games, no? Yeah, I guess if it's six years, does it go back six seasons, I guess? Uh, well, well 20, 24. For the last two, so 20 says 17. Yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe, you know. It's bizarre. It is. It's a couple different regimes here. It really is weird that it's lasted this long. All right, listen, no one's making the uh, NFL top 100 um, uh, thriving in these preseason games for sure. But the list is out. It's now complete. And guess what? People are freaking out. (laughs) Tom Brady, number one. Tom Brady, who this weekend, or I guess Friday, they interviewed him. And they said, hey, where were you? Where were you? And he's like, hey, man, I'm 45 years old. There's a lot of shit going on. Which uh, um, he was probably hanging out with his kids on a Saturday night. Yeah, at ten, it was 10 a lot o'clock. Of shit. But either that, or he's you know it's an Amber Heard thing. He, I thought he was going <laughs> to launch into feces in the bedroom talk, but no, a lot of shit going on. Yes, we get it. There's kids. I mean, it's cats in the cradles. Yeah, right. The real the new job's a hassle, and the kids have a flu. Leave me the f alone. That's basically what he's saying. But uh, he was rewarded being named the number one player in all of football. I'm not outraged about this. Some people are. Nobody was going to be happy with whoever they, uh, not everybody was going to be happy with whoever they named. Shaq, come on. Whether he's gone a week or not, 5,300 yards last year, 43 touchdowns. He threw almost 720 times. It's not a lifetime achievement award. He's the best player in football. Right. I mean, I don't have much else to say about it. People want to get up and pound the table for Aaron Donald. Fine. Do it with a Bengals helmet when you do it, though, please. But yeah, I mean, it, this is a subjective list cobbled together by the current NFL players who take the time to actually fill out their list. You know, they get a list for those who don't know at this point. I think most people understand what they do, but they give everybody a blank list of one through 20. You fill in the names you want. Very often, obviously, people tip their cap to their teammates. That's why the results get skewed. Sometimes you say, why? 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 I wonder why there's so many of uh, guys from that team because more guys from that team filled out the thing than the other teams did. It's a meaningless list yeah. to get a reaction from us. I think the bigger issue is what you touched on that you just glossed right over again. Tom Brady goes to the podium two weeks before the NFL season kicks off and says like, Come on, man. I'm 45. I got a lot of shit going on. To, to excuse away being gone for two weeks of preseason, I, I just ask again. I know he's the greatest of all time, so he's measured by a, a different yardstick. But what if Kyler Murray had done that? <laughs> Would people be like, hey, I got a lot of shit going on. Sorry, I just I had the no-show. Uh, 
I get that he's allowed he's a not. different. He's not Kyler Murray. I get it, but he, but he's not. And so but it's I, crazy. Here's what I think. I, I think they did arrange for this ahead of time. I think the marital troubles and whatever they're saying, it's too convenient. It's too convenient of a year. I think the Bucks arranged for this ahead of time, but didn't really want to make it a thing because teammates get pissed off. Not that they would have found out about it, but and I just don't think they anticipated the media shitstorm that it, it created. And I also think in October, none of this is going to matter if Sheck. That's your thing about oh, what does anything matter? matter this will not matter in october i'm sorry i just don't think it will i don't think it'll matter in two weeks i probably think cowboys yeah i agree with you except for what i've said previously that he is not a you know drawn up in the dirt um on sunday in the second half ben roethlisberger type of guy he is very good much for him like a million yeah. reps with that. So Julian Edelman was in the exact spot that I knew he was before we broke the huddle. That's Tom yeah. Brady. And so that's my my only concern. But he's, well, he's well, 45, it, for Christ's sake. Right. Well, that's it. He's older. Now he's not. Well, it, I don't need to throw it up a million times. I'm uh, the number one player in the league. I figured it out. I'll do. I'll do, be just fine. Maybe I'll be number 10 in the league. But I, I just the idea that Tom Brady's I don't, I don't really care whether or not everybody else thinks he's the best football player. I don't like I have it's it's such a weird and stupid kind of thing because like Tom Brady only thing he can do is play quarterback. Like I'm sure that there's other football players who could play quarterback who don't play quarterback who are better receivers or whatever like who could be decent. But it's, it's that's neither here nor there. But the idea that this guy retired in the middle of the offseason and then comes back and it takes off half a training camp. If it doesn't matter, then like, then like none of it should matter. <laughs> if it doesn't matter, then I don't understand why anybody would have to go at all. Like, why does anybody have to go? Like, I, it's, it's, this is not remote work. Either you're coming into the office, or you, you know, like, you don't have a hybrid position no more. Like, he's got to come into the office, otherwise everybody else is looking around like, oh. And I get it. He's 45 years old. He's got other shit going on. Well, you maybe you should retire like every other 45-year-old who's ever pl like played NFL football. Yeah. Like, I, maybe it's time I, to go if you can't do what you need to do. I don't think it's time to go. I think the numbers speak volumes about whether it's time to go. Whether it's, you know, being, as you say, it doesn't mean anything. Number one ranked means I would think most people, most players, if they're voting on it, took into account like, all right, who's the son of a bitch I least want to see on the other side of the ball? I think that's the, basically the answer, right? Tom Brady, whether he takes 10 days off. Look, I get it. It's in your face that he took two weeks off, but it's not anything that anybody else doesn't. Tony Siragusa famously would bang a, a, a phone book against his knee to loosen up cartilage so that he didn't have to participate in drills. Like, So this is like, all right, it, it's a little bit right in your face and a little bit arrogant, but I get it, and I don't think it's going to make a difference. I just don't. Um, All right. Well, listen, All I mean, let's put it in the rear view for another year and we'll revisit this conversation in about 47, 48 weeks from now about the importance of of um, preseason. But on one side of the ledger, you have Dan Campbell and John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin saying, hey, you can't fight if you don't spar first. And then you have Sean McVay sitting atop the football mountain right now. Uh, not playing any of his relevant guys, and Bill Belichick saying, hey, preseason is not a reflection of how good or bad a team is. So mm. choose choose which side you're on. I mean, I guess they're both right because both sides have had success. I don't know. Point is, football that counts is here. That's just, right. My thing with Tom Brady is he's been Martin, you need to see him dress up watch. on the sideline? He's not no, getting he in. Just, you need, I had you to, to see I him put a uniform watch. on? 
five different videos on Facebook. Watch about how dedicated he was to football and just how much he was in love with football and how, you know, he's kissing his kids on the mouth. But that's about it, because everything else he's doing, he's watching football, he's grinding tape or he's getting stretched out or he's eating avocado ice cream just to find out this guy's taking two weeks paid vacation in the middle of training camp. Like, well, I, he's I, dedicated when it counts. I mean, look <laughs> at the NBA like that. You know, the Spurs and Popovich figured out that you don't have to win every regular season game to uh, thrive in the playoffs. Like maybe he's figured out and it didn't happen until this year. Like, yeah. Uh, you'll you'll get 175% out of me, but only when it counts. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm 45. I got to slow things down. So I don't know, man. I, I don't want to get bogged down on this. But then again, <laughs> it's I guess he's the biggest name brand, as you see him being atop the top 100 list in pro football. This is not a small matter that he's like, hey, I got, I'm 45. I got a lot. I mean, pivot. From that to, are you ready for some football? Hey, that guy ain't ready for some football. He's talking about his personal life and <laughs> we're, we're on the eve of the season. You know, this benefits is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers or maybe Dak Prescott and your Cowboys, Sal, because this is not great that the last eight months since they lost to the Rams mm. in, in Tampa, consider the unfolding of things. He retired, unretired. Then we learn... Oh, no, he wanted to really be a part of the other Miami football, or the other, one of the other Florida teams here. Then he kind of goes back. Then he takes off two weeks from training camp. What the hell are we talking about? I get that he's, he's you know, he gets to play by his own rules, but this is loco. He's obviously not spent, played for 20 years by the rest of the NFL's rules. All right. Um, All right. We know that, he and Belichick. But this is not a small matter, in my opinion. I don't know if that counts as a hot take. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. But then get be prepared if then when they're four and one or whatever to be like, you know, uh, okay, maybe too much was made of this. So okay. I, that, that's all that's all I'll say about it. I, I don't know. I don't know how much I think I think we have to see a month from now if it did make a difference. Otherwise we could argue about it forever. I get that's that's what football is in general, right? Yeah, We're about to make our thing. MVP. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. Well, let's prognosticating, I guess. But yeah, they're yeah. a scary bet all of a sudden, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Uh, let's give our MVP pick. Uh, why the hell not? I mean, we got a lot of these to go over in the next uh, 10 days or so. And it's um, always a quarterback. So you might want to think it's um, you might think it's Brady. So Josh Allen is the favorite to win the MVP at seven to one. Now, what Rogers has won it two years in a row. This would be yes. three. Right. OK. Rogers is fifth on the list it's Allen seven to one Mahomes eight to one Brady eight to one Brady led in all those categories I mentioned uh eight to one Herbert nine to one that went down from 10 and Rogers 10 to one uh I'll let you guys go first Martin give me your pick for MVP those were all all quarterbacks I named are we um we're okay staying away from the Jonathan Taylors of the world I can make a case we could all make cases for Taylor and Cup in their years last year but they're just not going to win it, right? Yeah, so those goes. would be uh, those would be fun bets, as uh, mm-hmm. as Dave would say. I am going to go. I think a sneaky pick might be Matt Ryan at forty to one because of just the replacement level. Sneaky of, what? Someone sneaks into your wallet and takes everything in it, and you don't see it anymore. <laughs> no, I'm saying if yeah. the if the Colts come out and are <laughs> if the Colts come out and win. 13, 14, like 13 games, they'll be like, wow, look how much better he is than Carson Wentz. And then, then you see the whole Dave Damashek will try to put him in the Hall of Fame and, and you know, mm-hmm. just all this other stuff. So Guess I what? He'll be a happen. Hall of Famer if he goes 11 and yeah, 6 yeah, or, yeah. or better I've, I've, heard, I've heard it before. I, my, my official pick, though, Lamar Jackson. 
I think Lamar is going to come out. Like for all the all the noise that you heard about Tom Brady in the offseason, it's the mm-hmm. opposite with Lamar. It's like he just hasn't had a contract, but everything else he's been locked in on. I think that he's gonna come out this year, especially with a healthy offense. If Ronnie Stanley can come back and be in front of him and he has some other big uglies in front of him. I think he has uh, returned to form that we saw from the second year of his career. And in an AFC where everybody's penciled the Bills in as the Super Bowl champion, I think Lamar Jackson has a good shot. I uh, Super think Bowl representative. Th- those are good numbers, 20 to 1 for a former winner. And it wasn't a former winner nine years ago who's past his prime, right? He's fighting for a contract, <laughs> all those things you talked about. Pretty damn good, 20 to 1. And if uh, you go by your thing where a team can win 12, 13 games, that's the guy staring at you. I think that's why Josh Allen is right there because they're uh, projected to right. win more games than anybody else at 7 to 1. All right, check. I mean, I-, I can't argue with a lot of these uh, first seven or eight names on the board. Sure, and I like uh, Lamar at 20 to 1 too, although I do have to say, Marty Weiss just throwing out straw men. He's got an army of straw men there. Wait, there was no noise about Lamar Jackson? Well, except for the contract. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a, a major no, issue. No, what I'm and talking about, Hollywood Lamar Brown Jackson, had, Lamar Jackson has been it. there, though. That's the point. Lamar Jackson's been there, and he's been an active participant in Baltimore Ravens football despite okay, his it. contract situation. Okay, okay. But yeah, but also check. Hollywood you got it. Brown well, banged Mar- out. And like that's that's a big that's that's a red flag that, or it should be that like a guy who was a first round pick and you know ostensibly got on with uh, with the Ravens and everything else wanted out because he wanted to be I, not just well Kyler's my good buddy he wanted to be in a in a 21st century offense okay. I like that pick, though, that all that being said. I'm just being cynical. <laughs> and then also, oh, the other straw man, though, I just have to address is, like, everybody's penciled the Bills in? I mean, like, no, they haven't. It's a Chiefs are there, Chargers are there, Bengals, Ravens, everywhere. Okay. Check. you got to um, admit, though, Martin brings up a good point. Every year you say Matt Ryan's going to the Hall of Fame, and he's not. He's still <laughs> not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's 2022. <laughs> he's heard it all the hell before. you are. This is a what new gonna, thing. He's with the Colts. You haven't heard that before. This is a new thing. When are you going to give up on this? <laughs> right, he does. Right. He is four. He is forty something. So he probably has a lot of shit going on. So that could get in the way of uh, of success for him. I'm going to go with. I mean, I think pretty obviously that with MVP stuff, generally speaking, you don't just come out of nowhere like what that guy's going to be the MVP. There's a narrative that builds around these guys. Justin Herbert. It's his time to shine. I'm going to go with him at nine to one. Mm, I know. All right, that's the sexy pick. A lot of people think he's going to throw for 6,000 yards, and the Chargers can't lose a game. So I could see that. Um, Everyone's penciling them into the Super Bowl. Well, how about this, Shaq? Along those lines, right? Um, I'm looking at this AFC. I I was going to make my long shot pick is Derek Carr because, you know, offense is better, more weapons. He's going to be around that 45, 4,700 yard thing. Anyway, you have to figure out how many of those are going to be touchdowns and amount to win. So that's 25 to 1. And then I'm like, I'm not getting off Mahomes. I make a thing of betting Mahomes every year when he's like 5 to 1 to win MVP. And my thinking is he's going to win one of the next five years, maybe two out of the next five years. All right. Now it's 8 to 1 because he doesn't have Tyree Kill. But I honestly think with those receivers around him, he's going to do a good job, especially since a lot of it is through improvisation. So uh, that's one thing. Secondly, what about whoever wins that division, whichever quarterback wins that division? 
should be MVP. Why not bet all those guys? Why not bet Mahomes at eight to one, Carr at twenty-five to one? I don't like Russell Wilson as much at fourteen to one, but uh, and they get your Herbert guy at nine to one. I know you're um, thinning the herd a little there, but if that is, I mean, this is the most highly anticipated. Um, this crowded division in football in years. I don't think the NFC West got this much budge, uh, buzz the last couple of years. So I think that's a fun way to go. Sprinkle a little on three or all four AFC West quarterbacks. And then if one of them ends up with 12 wins, you'd be hard pressed not to say that that guy's on MVP. What do you think of that? I think it's smart. Um, I, I definitely thought through that AFC West lot and was thinking about Russell Wilson. And I don't know that the individual numbers will necessarily be there. I hear your logic, but I'm just in my head um, trying to trying to figure out how to push back on that. And I think so you go Rogers, the last two dominant um, dominance as a team. I think that's more the measure that the narrative as the season goes along is like those Packers keep on rolling. So I think Mm -hmm. that that kind of speaks to Josh Allen in a way. I'm not going to go with those, um, you know, it's too, it's too breezy and the payout ain't good enough to go with Josh Allen, but uh, Rogers and then Lamar Jackson, 14 and two, I think season long dominance as the main man on a dominant team is what ends up getting you. Well, but in a dominant division, I just think 12 wins should, I mean, for instance, Stanley is the odds on favorite to win coach of the year. Why? Because he's in the best division. And if they win the division, it's going to be him, right? Why can't we use that same logic towards the quarterbacks? Sal, I hearken back to about a year ago this time when I made the same proclamation about the NFC West. And I said, whoever wins that division, the the quarterback Mm -hmm. will be the MVP. Or Trey Lance would have been a rookie of the year. And it just, and you said, there's a video out there floating around on Twitter with pristine sound quality, mind you, uh, in which you say, that sounds like a great way to go 0 4. I I was like, damn. Well, and you know what happened? I went 0 4 there. But I think I love the Raiders. Those, I don't. I don't think I was as confident in those quarterbacks. I don't know. You're right. I mean, there's definitely other ways to win it. Um, look, what, what what's it been the last five years? Brady, Mahomes, Lamar, and Rogers times two. So to your point, check. It's kind of the same names over and yeah. over. Maybe Herbert. And then Mahomes up. is it? it I, I like the thought on Mahomes, but the numbers you would think will drop a little bit, maybe. May, uh, but you know what? Maybe he has that Rodgers Well, if his numbers of- drop and they win 12 games, he's kind of still, uh, maybe even more so, right? I like I mean, that security blanket in Kelsey is still there. I, I, I think you're going to get numbers by accident. Uh, Times two with Juju. Juju uh, is the ultimate in in, in sure. the mini era we're in now. Is the ultimate wide receiver security blanket, right? Scantling, why not? Sky Moore. I, I mean, I like all these names uh, with the Patrick Mahomes attached. Check is Trubisky starting? When, do they are they ever going to announce it officially, or we're just going to know um, the day before? I like that uh, Tomlin has to take a vaguely sort of contentious posture towards the media. Sorry for asking you about who's. Who's going to be starting uh, at the most important position on the field? Um, yeah, I. I he should say I got a lot of shit going on. I can't answer that. That's yet. true because he's like forty-five, <laughs> I think, if that. Um, he should put on, make a to-do list. I'm like, look, guys, I'll answer this. It's number seventeen. <laughs> I got to take out dry cleaning. Yeah, I, listen. Nobody on the banks of the three rivers or beyond has advocated more for the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting. Pitts QB Kenny Pickett and is more excited about the potential of what that would mean spiritually as a football fan and all that kind of stuff. I'm all for it, but 
it's inarguable that Mitchell Trubisky has looked good. Watch the game that he played against the Lions on Sunday. I know mm. it's a Civil War reenactment, but he didn't throw a bad ball in 30 minutes. I mean, he looked good through a bunch of dimes, you know, moves well mm. as a big dude, can run away from pressure just like Kenny Pickett can. Kenny Pickett's time's going to shine. Like we talked to Mark Cabali of The Athletic a couple weeks ago, and he said it right. You almost feel bad for Trubisky because no matter what he does outside of if he's – unless they just are undefeated, mm. the minute he throws a bad pick, the 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 Yinzers are going to be like, put in the kid, put in the pit kid. People are anxious to turn the page on a perfectly viable starter in Pittsburgh. Martin, how about this? Uh, the, it's a Civil War reenactment unless he sees something he likes, unless, unless someone's musket goes off and uh, and, and kills no, seven mean, of the rebels. I'm, yeah, I said this civil, in advance of the season. It's a pre-season. Civil War reenactment, and then all of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky's a perfectly viable starter in the NFL. I think he always was. I didn't say that, then change. Here. I'm just Hold saying, I, th- I think Chicago would disagree, and I'd probably uh, the other 32 NFL teams that didn't sign him to be their starter would uh, <clears throat> probably feel the same way. I don't think the, too many people are excited about the prospect of Mitchell Trubisky. And you were talking about you were talking with your boy Kabali on minus three. Trubisky should be happy. Like if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for this opportunity, how many different how many more opportunities would he get to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Oh, yeah, of course he should like, be happy. Yeah. Like, especially in an organization like Pittsburgh where, you know, you actually have a shot. Like, look at um, uh, guys like Baker. I mean, so many guys are uh, not – he's not – they don't get a second shot. Generally, like, after you flame out in the first round, there's very few. Like, yeah, Baker Mayfield moving teams, Jameis Winston moving teams. Like, guys guys who played a lot. Like, think – like, EJ Manuels of the world. I think that's more realistic. Geno Smith is starting in Seattle. That, well, but yeah, but this is probably it before he becomes a career backup. If he can't, right. if he can't make Gino it. Geno Smith here. is a career yeah. backup, right? Yeah. And they, he's, 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 a, he's a career backup to the point they're probably going to sign Jimmy G after week one, or at the eve of week one, just to bench Geno Smith two weeks later. So I, I mean, listen, talk. I think again, I don't, well, boy, well, I don't, what, what did you do this weekend, Marty? A lot of straw men in your life. The, the, he would be the commie <laughs> starting quarterback right now if the Steelers didn't sign him immediately as soon as free agency started. He might have been on the Giants. He might have wound up in Seattle. There were other teams. Check, I mean, don't that was, go listing that was the 10 buzz. names that was the buzz. If you list they, 10 like, teams, that, that flies in the face of your quarterback saturation thing. If you're going to go list uh, seven or eight names of teams that could use uh, Mitch Trubisky. No, no, no. You understand that it is not as simple as just putting a list of quarterbacks and everybody gets to grab one. There are guys sure. who are – there are multiple – decent QBs on one NFL roster. That's why there are more than 32 guys, but they're not exact, but you can't get all those Mm -hmm. 32 guys. There are some halfway decent options buried as second stringers on NFL rosters. currently. But yeah, Trubisky, remember the buzz, Marty, um, before free agency started, like, oh, he, oh, he learned so much from Buffalo, which I kind of laugh at, but the Dable thing was like, oh, he's, he, well, he'll, he'll follow Dable to, to New York and all of that. But, oh, resurrected just by being uh, next to Josh Allen and in that mm-hmm. system for a year was supposed to resurrect him. I don't know that it's going to, but, you know, I think it's, I think it's plausible that he'll be a halfway decent uh, player this year in a better system. All right. Well, you're going. We know you're going over seven and a half wins. We know that. You're going to give us your exact number probably sometime next week around this time. But uh, Giants, uh, some uh, their starter. He's their starter, right? Spaghetti Tyrod Taylor was carted off. Is he their starter? No, No. he's not their starter. 
I know. Daniel Jones is a starter, but Tyrod Taylor got carted off. And I, I was texting with Spaghetti. I'm like, oh, shit. And Spaghetti's like, oh, shit, I didn't even know they were playing right now. I'm like, they, they're not playing. That's the weird thing about him getting <laughs> carted off. Very strange shit going on with the Giants. But then Davis Webb, who's really, uh, he's dominated preseason uh, news for the last half decade. I think Davis Webb always, uh, he took over. Um, Spaghetti, you want to see the Giants trade for Jimmy G or Mason Rudolph at this point? I know Rudolph hasn't been let go. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Jimmy G thing is interesting because if the Giants roster is playoff worthy, then I guess Jimmy G makes sense if Deion Jones is not the guy. But I, I, I maybe I'm by myself here, but I don't see that much of a difference between what Jimmy G could do this year and what Daniel Jones may be able to do in this system. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've like, you know, kind of similar to how Dave has faith and Mitch Trubisky. I kind of have faith in Daniel Jones and being at least what he was his rookie year. So right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Jimmy G has gives you that much more than that. And if not, then you're better off just kind of scrapping everything and starting fresh with a brand new quarterback next year. I, listen, I have you guys winning eight games this year. I, I don't love what I saw the last couple of weeks or whatever, right? What What's happened? So Galladay doesn't want to block, right? There's already question marks with him. Um, what else did we see that we didn't love out of the Giants uh, last week? I mean, obviously, this Tyrod Thibodeau's knee injury. Oh, Thibodeau's knee injury, right, on that uh, block. So uh, I wish we'd get some good news. Not that I care. I like the Giants lose in general. <laughs> but for my pick to win uh, eight and nine, um, I think they should step up. Uh, here's the thing. Peter King like danced around it a little bit today as far as the Jimmy G thing goes. Why not wait if you're him, right? Would you, if Seattle goes out to you right now, if the Giants go out to you, if, you know, not talking to be Cleveland, I, I say no to all these teams. Isn't, isn't it likely that a six and five or seven and six team is going to have an injury and that's when he's going to be most valuable, most right to, to a team? I How about when Tom Brady enough. has more shit to do in a, around yeah, Halloween? Right. He's got to go trick-or-treating with the kids. I'm telling you, this is a thing with Brady, first of all, and I think that the completion of, of the beautiful pigskin or oblong circle <laughs> back to Brady? is for Jimmy G to, to move Brady? to Tampa. Because I'm telling yeah. you how. Jimmy G moves to Tampa and is uh, the savior of that team instead of I the see. one in Foxborough, which is the, the which well, is well, what where this so whole mess started five, six years ago. So there's an injury. I mean, you don't think he's going to get throw three interceptions against the Cowboys and get benched, right? So I don't know that Tom Brady, the idea that everybody's just like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady won't retire three minutes after uh, we stop talking here or maybe is in the midst of retiring as this right. conversation goes on. I, I mean, I, what evidence do you have that he's committed to playing? He tried to buy the Miami Dolphins a few months ago, for Christ's sakes. He's he in a sense. retire tomorrow. That's what he means. He's got a lot to do. He's purchasing teams on his. Martin, what about Jimmy G? Do you wait if you're him? It does seem like you can get better. You could heal up and, uh, and you know, right around week 12, there will be a quarterback in the playoff hunt that uh, goes down to injury. Isn't that most like, more likely to happen? No, I wouldn't do that if I was him. If I really? was him, I mean, and, and Ian Rappaport is reporting that he like, will likely see a Jimmy G resolution by tomorrow. But if I were him, I'm trying to go somewhere where I can get on the field week like as soon as possible, because hmm. again, like their quarterbacks that you don't have a long shelf life. They they will find a new one. There's there's five or six guys coming in every year to recycle. If I'm Jimmy G, 
There was five first round. There was five rookie quarterbacks last year, Dave. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, I'm <laughs> agreeing with you. I'm saying okay. you're agreeing leave with QB saturation. Yeah, but leave him alone anyway. Say, Jesus <laughs> Lord. I'm like, God damn. Straw man this. And, and what are that? No, and now you're on the right. Now you're talking sense. Keep going. Uh, so if I'm Jimmy G, I want to get out there. I want to show good tape because the last team that had me mortgaged the entire future of a team that was competing for the Super Bowl to move up and get a better quarterback than me right now. Like that's how I the people it. in my building already evaluated me. So like I'm going where I can get somewhere and put up some numbers and show like by week 12, it's kind of like the Deshaun Watson status, right? Like, he, like, are you really thinking he's going to come in week 12 and go? If we don't think Deshaun Watson is going to come in week 12, 13 and go four Look, and two, what do you think Jimmy G is going to do? I'm a gambler. I'm a gambler. Well, I, I just don't know if Cleveland's going to be in the playoff hunt at that point. I, I'm that's, saying the difference But that's is, the place, Sal. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I, I think that I say, I guess I disagree with Marty going anywhere that'll have you and put you in as the starter because Seattle is not built right. to. Although I roll the dice. Nice I, avo- I avoid Seattle. The- to, just to think that I'm going to be on a six and five team going going into week thirteen or whatever. Seattle clearly drafted and you know kept DK Metcalf for 2023. Their defense is not going to be good. They loaded up in the secondary. Mm. Um, Seattle will be whoever whoever they draft, assuming it's, you know, Bama or Ohio State kid or they get some big ticket free agent, will walk into a pretty good situation a year from now. But they're gonna not be a good team this year. Um I I you know the Browns thing makes all the sense in the world though. They're 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 lo- they're they're keeping a low profile right now. If he comes available and you plug him in, the only issue then is what if he's too good and then you have the weird conundrum of like, so we're going to yank him and put See, and put that's, Jackass that's, Watson in. That's the only know, reason you wouldn't do it about? if you're the Browns. I just when don't know. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo ever had the problem of being too good. Like I, 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 I just, win, what do you mean? He's been on winners for the last. I mean, he, he almost played in two Super Bowls in the last three years. If you plug him into right. a loaded roster, almost like one has, one he would, and almost played in another. Yeah. It's close. I mean, I, I think mean, he's yeah. pretty close to making them a, a playoff contender if you drop him in there today. Yeah, right? but it's too late. If that was their plan all along to wait for him to get cut, um, you know, nine days, ten days before the first snap, I think that I think it's too late for that. I, I, what? So what are you saying? He would start week three? What? What is? What's the earliest he starts? If the Browns, I think that's overstated. Even QB, even QBs, when teams okay. are in emergent right. situations, will grab a QB off the street. I know it's easier to do with a running back, but we've seen that in the last five or ten years a bunch of times. Guy sitting out there, they plug him in. Like, yeah, we're just going to simplify the offense for him right now. I think Jimmy G could walk in there and theoretically, okay, so fine. So they're not going to because it's it's disloyal and it's a bad look mm-hmm. for future prospects to say like oh yeah we told you the whole offseason jacoby you were the guy but now we're gonna put this guy in there but week two week three sure jimmy to right. get in there martin I'm, over under seven and a half games started by jacoby Brissett. over yeah i think so too i'm going i over. think it's done i think we know the path of the brown season so far yeah. i'm I think going it's jimmy g all right, you go I just, All right. You know what? When you got a guy who's got a career four and six t- touchdown interception ratio in the postseason, you just got to lock him up. Just got to. Well, that's why this is not the postseason. 
that's that's the only reason to get them now. And but isn't that the perfect. reason why? Isn't that the whole point that y'all was saying is like if you're going if you're going to make a playoff push, it's like the 49ers have been winning. No, but in the then he goes away in spite yeah, of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk college, and we'll give our Buffalo Wild Wings spicy hot take of the week. Then we have our play of the day. we got a lot to do in 10 minutes. We're going to get it done right after this. All right, check. Northwestern rallies beats Nebraska 31-28. Nebraska and Scott Frost were up 28-17, and then they try it onside kick they blew a double digit lead we should have known this when harry was uh talking about it against all odds that this is the year scott frost turns it around and then he like everyone else was <laughs> screaming about how uh you can't fly home with that guy you got to leave him on the tarmac all fun stuff but um i you know i was thinking about it like the, the most important game of the year is the one where you have to travel the longest for right like you could say ucla usc is the biggest rivalry and you know you're uh but the problem you're, you're four miles from home which also could take three and a half hours i guess here in la but um this is a son of a bitch of a game for scott frost to have to travel back isn't it yeah, I you know, but it was like you say, and everybody else has said it was uh, his own failure. I mean, what, what the hell? You're playing Northwestern. Pull, do the onside kick when you're like, <laughs> we're in the second half and we have a shot against this national power. Like we're playing Harbaugh's Wolverines or we're playing the Buckeye Northwest. You're the game. You should just play it conventionally for Christ's right. sake. That was terrible. I the only thing I will say is it was heaven. The mat, the uniform matchup Look was nice. grand. Look and, nice. And you know why it was more satisfying, at least to my eyes, and I bet even to you, Sal, then you realize, like, why is this so great? Because it was overcast, because it was over in the UK. Mm. It wasn't sunny, and it didn't feel, you couldn't feel the 110-degree heat that typically is what you get in the first game of the college football season. Instead, it was overcast. It all was right. It was right as rain, except for that Scott Frost. Even writer for those in attendance who got free beer because the, uh, the yes. computers were down, right? What I was about to say, I think that's really what happened. The Scott Frost yeah. got, you know, he had a, a line into some of that Guinness, <laughs> and he accidentally said onside kick instead of kick off. You know what I'm saying? They're right next to each other right. on, on, you know, on the play sheet, Sal. He said 174. He meant to say 176. And that's what ended up happening. Oh, so everyone was in the tank, you're saying. Wow. He saw one of those Guinness don't worry uh, signs, yeah. and he was like, I whatever, the hell with it. God, go onside kick it, friend. I was about to say, I was on the radio during that game, and they, the guy who was doing the update said that the people were leaving from the front of the, the line at the bar and just going back to the end of the bar, and when they ran out of beer, they were pouring up gin and tonics in pint-sized wow. glasses, which... <laughs> Did anyone watch the game? Oh, Jesus. No. I mean, it was Nebraska. It was Nebraska Northwestern, so maybe not, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Desmond Howard got into that. He tapped into that Guinness, too. He made a ridiculous playoff prediction of Texas A&M, Pitt, Baylor, and Michigan. Um, what, is he, he's just being funny here, Shaq? I mean, he knows how this works, right? Uh, that That's impossible. I mean, it's almost – it's. No, it's impossible. I'm not even going to say Well, I, you know, I, I've talked to, we all know people who intentionally hot take to see what attention they can get for, for doing it. And I think it's, on some level, it's kind of clever because if only one of them makes the final four, he'll get some, uh, he'll, I told you, he'll oh, be able to do sucks. that, right? Yeah, that sucks. It I sucks, so. exactly. He's like, I told you about what, I, you know, I don't know, A&M, like, 
all season long, he's going to be able to advocate for these teams unless unless any of them fall on their face. Like if they're on the cusp, top 15 kind of thing, he'll be like, I told you about those teams. It's not just the big four. You know, right. that's what he's going to ride all season long. I'm doing even a three teamer without Michigan. For some reason, the Big Ten numbers are locked right now. But uh, where I'm looking. But the so just with those three, because they'd all have to win their conference, obviously. And even that wouldn't do it. A hundred dollars get you one hundred and thirty five thousand seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> so put your money where your mouth is there. That's just for three. That's not even counting Michigan. Uh, it, it might be close to a million once you add uh, Martin's Michigan team. But that's good, Martin. Right. Desmond Howard picked Michigan. Who would have thought? Yeah, good luck. I mean, <laughs> Michigan's Michigan's going to be the one to blow it, right? No, I'm just, no, I'm yeah, just, yeah. Ohio State be will be back in the playoffs. They'll be. Oh, that'd be so great time. if Michigan blew it for them, right? Imagine you have all that money and that, that's it. They lose to Ohio State in the last game of the regular season. They get bumped from the game. A um, and M, Baylor, Pitt, and Alabama. That would be the greatest Final Four. I'll take it right now. Good lord, what does the TV con- next TV contract look like if that comes out? All right. It's time for our Buffalo Wild Wings spicy hot take of the week. Lots and lots of fantasy drafts this week. We know who's supposed to be good. We know who's supposed to excel. We know who the new Jonathan Taylor, or maybe we don't. I don't know. Maybe Martin knows. Maybe Dave knows. What I want to know is which top fantasy player from last year will be a bust this season. I'm going to rate your responses based on Buffalo Wild Wings hotness scale. This is a sauce ranking check. Take it away. Big oh, bust. I'm glad I get to go first because Marty has assured us he has the hottest of hot takes. I'm on the undercard here. I can't get too hot here. James Conner's not going to score 18 touchdowns again. That's not hot enough. Devontae Adams not putting up the numbers he put in with the two-time MVP. Still not hot enough. Cooper Cup. A little bit diminished from where he was last year. No OBJ melodrama to to draw attention away and resulting in Cup getting all the targets. Still not hot enough. Aaron Rodgers, not in the top six quarterbacks um, in terms of fantasy this year. This is an Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon show primarily. Now, look at the John Elway and Peyton Manning experiences in their late 30s. This is the model that Aaron Rodgers at least should follow turn around hand the ball off use your magic right arm to make a few special plays a game lean on that defense ride it into glory late in your career before you're a man in your 40s with shit to do all right wow i am not i mean it's a hot take for sure two-time mvp you're betting against them but as far as what how hot i think it will end up being i'm giving it spicy garlic somewhere towards the middle check I'm not giving okay. up on him just yet. I did a lot of research on Aaron Rodgers, more research than he's claimed to do on other things. And I am going to say he's still a top-notch quarterback. I got him in the 12th, guess, uh, 13th round last uh, I night. Hear he has an allergy to, yeah. I hear he has an allergy to garlic, so let's be careful with that. Like that's Oh, I right. Hear. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, he's going to be good. It just doesn't have to be the main man covering up all the warts. He needs all to right. recognize that. You heard it from Sheck. Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. Uh, no. All right, Martin, go <laughs> ahead. Let's it. Martin, hit me with yours. So this one, it truly hurts my heart to say. As as a running back supporter, I love f- running football. I like that. I want to see these people matter, in the, especially in contracts, negotiations, especially in the career come down the line. The MVP is a quarterback award, and I don't think it's fair, damn it. However, I think Derrick Henry is going to fall off a fantasy oh. cliff. Oh. 
I think the fall of Derrick Henry is imminent. I think that he might, I mean, it might, it's, the way it hasn't been any gradual decline makes me feel like it's going to be a steep decline and it's going to be this year. Wow. You know what? You're a Hassan Haskins fan. You're a Michigan fan. And I think you're hoping, hoping against hope that Derrick Henry goes down. I don't know how much rookie of the year money you have or how much money you got on Haskins to light it up. But you know what? I like it. I like it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go jam and jalapeno. Jam and jalapeno. That's hot enough, Martin. Jam and jalapeno is hotter than spicy garlic check. I don't know. You don't have your BWW sauces memorized, but it is. Take a look at the charts and go to WWW. Listen, I'll buy it. Okay, he deserves deserves credit for that because Derrick Henry has obviously been the side of Jonathan Taylor last year, certainly, unquestionably, the best running back in fantasy and in real terms, too. I like it. By the way, you mentioned, I can't help it, I just got to say very quickly, Offensive Rookie of the Year. All of a sudden, I keep pushing Sam Howell, people are Mm -hmm. in on picket. All of a sudden, Malik Willis. You talk about Derrick Henry, it makes me think. I see that. Yeah. If he gets dinged, if he is not succeeding on the level he has the last two, three years, and then that would mean that the offense isn't. How quick do you suppose Vrabel yanks Tannehill and puts in the kid and tries to turn the thing Interesting. over? Interesting. Well, what does he do? If he picks up from where he left off, then he throw an interception in the uh, to start the half, to end the half, to start the <laughs> quarter, to end the quarter. He hit, him, he hit them all. He hit all posts. So if that keeps up, yeah, I think you're right. Week three, yeah, with, with these quarterbacks, that's all comes down to, right? Who gets the most reps, except it didn't last year. It was Mac Jones leading the whole way. Told Jamar Chase uh, went crazy. But I do want to remind people, go www.buffalowildwings.com slash fantasy. You can have your fantasy draft at a BWW facility or order it all to your house or you have in Man Cave, wherever it's at. Do it. Buffalo Wild Wings fantasy football. There's a punishment pack involved with six free blazing wings for last season's losers. Sit there, point at him, laugh at him or her trying to get these things down. They were a loser bib. A lot of fun. BuffaloWildWings.com slash fantasy. Let's do our play of the day. Uh, Shaq, you have avoided baseball the last couple weeks. You've gone with preseason games. What are you going with for our play of the day? Oh, you want to get ready, Marty, because here it is. This may be the most fun bet I will ever throw out there. Here we go. Ready? Halos hosting the Yanks in Anaheim. I don't know if Eddie Spaghetti's making the journey to go check him out. He if and he does, are going. They're going. All right. I love it. You guys are going to be treated. Get ready. Aaron Judge is going to hit his 50th home run in front of you. You're going to witness that. And guess what? Uh, Mike Trout's going to hit one, too, for you. That's right. Pair him up 11 to 1. Home run from both superstars. Enjoy. Wow. Today. Wow. That's okay. Right. Spaghetti, you're going Wednesday, right? Yeah, we're going to the Wednesday game. Garrett Cole's pitching. Cole's pitching. When does Otani pitch? Do you catch Otani? He's, no, he's not pitching any of the three games. Oh, shit. That would have been good. That By the way, one at the bat. last Otani six Judge. games, since he yeah. came back, the last six games, Trout has hit four home runs. And obviously, Aaron Judge has been a season-long story. So it's not a completely loco bet to make. No, no, no. He's been solid. He's been solid. All right. Uh, Martin, you're going baseball also? I am. I uh my play of the day is going to be the under in the game that Dave just mentioned. Oh. Uh the Yankees and the Angels. I'm also parlaying the Brewers and the uh, and the Phillies on a money line parlay. But the under is 4-0 in the Yankees last four after they've uh you know got uh, only scored two runs or less. It's 4-0 after the four games following a loss and it's just 
there's just a whole bunch of different numbers that support it. And plus, too, like, I've seen the way that, like, this Yankees offense has been going. I mean, I'm sorry, the Angels offense has been going. They're not going to – they scored – a ton of runs the last well, they beat the Blue Jays by like nine, and that's they're they're gonna get that average right back down. They're not gonna they they don't score this many runs. So yeah, well, well Tani's pitching, they certainly don't. They're they're a miserable bet for sure. All right, check. You need you need checks home runs to be a solo blast to keep it under for you both to win. I'm by me. Uh, I'm staying on the West Coast. Padres Giants. It's a night game. Padres getting plus money. Both teams coming off big losses. Padres squashed by eight against the Royals. Giants took it on the chin by five versus the Twins. I'm backing Clevenger. Radon is obviously the superior pitcher this year, and especially at home, six and one for the Giants. But I don't believe in these Gents bats. 227 against right-handed pitching. I think close to 250 against the Southpaws. Clevenger, pretty sure, is going to put the mitt on his left hand tonight. I'm almost certain of it. I like getting plus money versus a team who's struggling at the plate. Giants nine runs in the last five games. Padres plus 108 is my play of the day. All right, guys. That's it. That was fun. We knocked that out. That's what it is. They scored eight runs yesterday. They're not going to score more than two, three runs today. The Who? Angels. That's what, the right. Angels scored eight like runs yesterday. You made your case. People are either buying it or not. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so that's Sal's it. a man in his 50s. He has shit to do. Let him go. <laughs> I got to get going here. Um, that was fun. We good on audio, Spaghetti? We are good. Zoom does not use SD cards. There's no no swapping. So All right. You don't no have to, swapping, no swapping guys. You know, We're back that means that uh, the moment in which I gifted you all the, the jerseys that you've uh, been pining for forever is lost to, lost to technology. Listen, let's consider last Thursday's episode a Civil War reenactment, and uh, we're just going to move on. <laughs> we will be back uh, this Thursday with more extra points. Check out Minus 3 with Dave Damashek coming out tomorrow, right, Shek? Correct, yes. Uh, yes Megan more, guess what we're going to talk about? Football. Football, Tom Brady, all that stuff. Yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. Megan Fun of Sports this week. We got Waiver Wire with Piacenti and Eddie Spaghetti. And against all odds, we'll be going over a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver prop bets uh, the entire week. And that'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. A reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 